Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available release sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I think when this happens, you just have to first be aware of it, right? And be aware of it in a way where you have to make a choice. Okay, do I want to keep engaging in, in this conversation or this situation if that is really against my values or if this is not a situation that my values would be honored, right? Like you have to ask yourself, do I want to keep being in this situation, engaging with this? And also if, you know, if you're aware of it, maybe you can just also say, you know, this is, this is not a big deal. I know why I'm getting frustrated right now. And it's because my value hasn't been honored. And you can communicate that to the person or to whoever you're, you're, you know, engaging with in that moment. And then that could actually bring a lot of, information to the surface that could essentially become a conflict if if you're unaware of like why are you getting frustrated or why are you getting um, anxious or whatever that might be for you what's up guys welcome to the greatness machine i'm your host darius mershazny i'm so pumped to have you here with me now listen the greatness machine is about two things number one people are living their passions and number two those who are creating greatness in the world doing both of these despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews of world-class speakers and business leaders showcasing their origin story, what made them tick, what got them to where they are now, so it can help you step into your greatness within your own life, business, and career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years in entrepreneurship as a CEO to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation and messages, and I'm stoked to have you guys here. Guys, welcome, welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazde. Oh my gosh, do we have a special guest today in Vanya Lazarova. What? Vanya Lazarova. Did I get that? Good accent. You nailed it. <laughs> I, I was practicing all morning, and then the song got in front of my mouth. Um, do you mind if I do a little bit of housekeeping? Yeah, go ahead. Let's do it. Okay, guys, look, the format of the show is quite simple. We are bringing together change makers from all over the world who are living their passions to create greatness. And Vanya is neither, neither short of passion or greatness. In fact, and she's all over the world. She's in Bulgaria right now. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in Europe, yeah. I think you're the first, you're the first uh, European guest I've had in Europe. So that's, that's, I'm very happy have you here. You guys, look, a couple of things to know about live streaming. We are live. Uh, start a watch party. Ask us questions. I have my team on standby. 
They're going to be shooting any good question you have over to us. And we are going to be talking about some amazing things uh, this morning here in Texas and this evening in Europe. First of all, guys, I feel so lucky to have Vanya here. We met about 15, 16 months ago. I'm going to, I'm going to tell my side of the story. Um, my friends, I was yeah. in New York yeah. for like a week uh, on business and it was a Sunday and I basically had stayed up the entire night before I went to like an all night dance party and I was super hungover. <laughs> and my, and one of my friends is like, Hey, do you want to come lay in, in a park and drink? And I was like, yeah, of course. Um, and, and you know, like I'm, I'm, when I'm in New York, I'm like fucking out of my mind, crazy and always have fun. And so I get there and they're just having this picnic and drinking tequila. And it's, it's, it, it was just super fun. And Vanya and I started talking and we, we like have this like moment where we're talking about core values and I'm like, yeah, I'm writing a book on it. And, and my, my thought was like, she probably thinks I'm so full of shit, right? Like, yeah, sure. Uh, sure. He's writing a book on it, but I did write a book on it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that, that we, we had a great conversation about core values. Turns out that she's, she does a ton of coaching with businesses and companies. And I didn't know that, obviously I was just like hanging out. But I do want to give uh, some of your background. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, please. Awesome. So, you guys, Vanya is an entrepreneur, and she's founder of Live Authentic Coaching. She's a CEO coach, and she works with founders to help them navigate the challenges of scale and building amazing cultures. Uh, she's also a breathwork coach, and she leads people in virtual breathwork and coaching sessions. So, Vanya, welcome to the show. Thank you. Really happy to be here. I remember that park, and it was a, a fun day, definitely. Yeah, and then honestly, congratulations on the book. I feel like, yes, you talked about the book then. I was like, yeah, I mean, books just take so much time. By the time he just, he's done with it, it's going to be like forever. And honestly, congratulations. It's, it's, it was probably a journey. It's, you know, I, I say this, uh, and I had my publisher on the show yesterday. I was like, writing the book was a lot of work, but getting it out has been like four times the amount of work. So yeah. uh, it depends, I think, what you want to do with the book. But yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm really excited for the book. And I know that you work with a lot of companies and work on their performance and scale and culture. And for me, you know, I believe core values are the language of the organization, have the opportunity to, to create massive scale. So we could, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. But, but before we go there, do you mind kind of giving our audience a little bit of background on yourself. How did you get into coaching? You know, I'd love to hear the whole story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, we met in New York. I don't live there anymore, uh, but we'll get there. Um, so I am originally from Bulgaria and I'm here now um, for the summer. I just kind of decided to come over this way and just spend some time with my family. And it was, um, just, you know, craziness everywhere in the world. So I decided why not here? So I... Yeah, born and raised in Bulgaria. I graduated school and my mom gave me 500 bucks. And I was like, I'm going to move to the U.S. because I think I need a bigger playground. So that's what I did. And since I was 21, I basically lived in three different states and most recently in New York. And I started my business, I think, five years. Yeah, five years ago now. Wow. Time wow. flies. But my background is in philosophy, and I was always, always just really curious about ancient wisdom, about different philosophies, and just the different ways people were kind of structuring the psyche and, and just really kind of thinking about the world. And that was, I think, my first kind of fascination with 
with the inner world, right? And the bigger questions in life. And values, of course, that it just really aligns with that. You know, in philosophy, we we learn about ethics and moral and, you know, these these are disciplines that really explore um, the values and the inner world of, of everyone. And so I got really into that. And then I studied a little bit of psychology. And then I found coaching about five years ago and I really got into it. Just the idea of helping someone become their best self, helping someone discover who they truly want to be and facilitate that transformation for them was just something that I got really excited about. And I really wanted to dive into it. And I also thought to myself, you know, I discovered my own values then. um, And I think that was just really key in in actually really deciding to go about coaching and to to develop something uh, within that within the area and expertise, because I just really got to know what was really important to me and mm-hmm. what would make me curious and, and excited to learn more about. And personal development and professional development was one of these things. It aligned with my values. And I just decided to kind of give it a go and, and start a business. And I've been working ever since. And I kind of, in the beginning, I did a lot of uh, purpose coaching. So I was working with people who really wanted to align their life's work with, again, values and their deeper purpose and their deeper mission in life. And so we kind of went on a journey to discover that. And a lot of these people were working corporate jobs, hated their jobs. Like literally, I had a person that cried every time on the way to work. And it's just like terrible existence, right? Right. And so we did a lot of that exploration and that kind of ground inner work. And a lot of these people started businesses, discovered that, that, you know, the corporate career, the corporate world was not their thing right. and became entrepreneurs. And just naturally, I kind of uh, moved and focused on helping, helping entrepreneurs and startups. And today, I just, um, in January, I just actually moved to the Bay Area and I'm really excited. Right. And I didn't get to meet every, anyone, basically, because March... We we got under lockdown, so I'm going back now in uh, in the end of the month, and I'm just really excited to kind of get to know the ecosystem and and just meet new people. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Yeah, absolutely. So you said that you know you figured out your values. Would you be willing to share your values with us? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So my core values, I you know it's interesting, and I think we we're gonna get to this one, but I think they've changed. So now the values that I have now, uh, one of my biggest ones has always been freedom. That one didn't change. <laughs> right. And if, when we talk about values, we have to, of course, ask the question, like, what does that mean to you? Because I think, you know, all of us live in a world of perception and each of these things could mean different things to us. Right. So freedom is one of my core values. Uh, my second one is connection. I just really seek connection with people and also deeper connection. So you're probably not going to see me having just like a random chat with people. I would ask deeper questions. I would get to know them. You know, that's definitely something that I've always sought and, and, and got a lot of fulfillment from. Um, So one of my other values is health and wellness. I just really do take care of that part. And I, you know, I also push that with, with a lot of my clients in a good way, because we know burnout and the rates of burnout right now are pretty high. Right. So these are my three core values. And of course, like with that, just there's others that kind of spray from 
from from these core ones. That's that's super cool. I call those I call the 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 ones under that sub sub themes. So yeah. you have your main your your core three, and then your sub themes are the ones that kind of level up to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Remind me to share. You. I have six values. Do you want to know mine? Yeah. Sure. Well, so I so my book's all around how do you design values to become language. So when most people they'll express their values in the way that you just did, which is they'll give you the theme, which is like this big idea of what they stand for. Um, so my number one is happiness, but I call it heart. And I use a Fibonacci heart as the symbol of that. And then there's like, a, yeah, it's, it's a, it's really beautiful. And and then there's, and then I read a descriptive of exactly what it looks like in my life. My number two is besos, which is kisses in Spanish. And that's love. My number three is passion. And I call that I had the tiger. Um, my number four is boom, like an explosion, and it stands for creativity. Um, my number five is cinco, like the number five in Spanish. And it's uh, what, where, who, when, and why, which is curiosity. And my number six is movie night, which is balance and, you know, being like, you know, taking care of myself, essentially. So health is part of that one. Exactly. I love that. Curiosity is a big value of mine as well. It's really interesting because when you said, you know, not everybody describes values in the same way. We can actually really see what people value just by looking at their lifestyle and what choices they make, right? Okay. I think that's a I think that's a big sign. You know, you see how how a person is living their life, and then you can say, oh, maybe health is their one of their values. If they're going to the gym and eating healthy, and you know, if they're actually exhibiting that value throughout, yeah. their life, living the value out. There's and also that 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 kind of puts to this idea of aspirational values, yeah. right? And 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 I always tell people that you know, like I don't think it's wrong to have them, but I do think it's wrong to have them and never live them, right? Like if you have it and you work towards it, to your point, values can change. And I used to be of the mindset that they didn't change, and then I I have a, a friend who's a who's a coach. His name's Nathaniel Shockin, really brilliant guy, and he and I really have dug into this and started talking about the idea around spiral dynamics. And yeah. how the, this evolution of personal values, because I've had people kind of challenge me in, in my book, which is about how do you build core values for an organization, is I took the, uh, an idea from Built to Last, which is uh, Jim Collins' book, and yeah. essentially this idea around long-termism, which one of my mentors, Rand Stegen, is a big believer in. And I, and I have a rule with, with business core values, which is called the 100-year rule. Like your, your core values need to be just as relevant for a business today as they are 100 years from now, or 100 years from now from, as they are today. In order to do that, you have to get really, really distinct about it. So, because I don't think, a I think that a company needs to build, and again, going to this idea that if values are the language of our lives, right, if values are the language of the business, in a business, you need this idea around consistency. Yeah. It, it, as a human being, if you evolve and change, like your language will change. You you can do it. You're not trying to scale your personal, you know, you are trying to scale, but in a different way. So yeah. that's so cool. Thank you for sharing your values with us. I, yeah. I love, I love hearing when people know their values. That's like, that's my stuff. It is. And you know what I see? And I, I've noticed that not everyone knows their values, which is, yeah. which is why I think books like yours are super valuable, not only for organizations, but just all, also for everyone to kind of start thinking, hey, what are my core values, right? Like for each person, I think it's just foundational to just really start discovering who you are. Yeah, I, I, have, I totally agree. I have a friend, um, his name is Bob Glazer. He just wrote a book uh, called Friday Forward that just came out. And it's a really popular newsletter a lot of people follow. And so he... Um, he and I were talking about this last week on the show, and 
he describes it in a really interesting way, which I think you'll you'll like. He's he and I heard him do this uh, like a year ago. He said, you know, I view the values as really like like you're driving a car through a tunnel, and the tunnel is the values. And the minute you start rubbing up against the the wall, you know it, you feel it, right? It's painful. It doesn't it doesn't feel good, right? Yeah. And and I started thinking of myself when I'm out of alignment with my values. I get anxious, I get uncomfortable, I get unhappy. And 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 before I didn't really connect the two, but now I'm like, oh, something's off. And so so anytime I'm feeling any of those things, there's some commitment I've made in my values that I'm probably not living up to. What are you, what are your thoughts on that? 100% agree. And I think when there is a situation in life when we don't honor our own values or someone else doesn't honor our values. Yep. Then we feel that, then we feel that struggle Then we feel that, you know, we're hitting the, the edge of the tunnel or like the wall of the tunnel. Right. And it's true. But then a lot of people just don't think that this is why they don't think they don't know that this is actually why this happens. They don't know the reason. And that's exactly the reason because one of your values hasn't been honored. Yeah. So let me ask a question. When when you start to see that either in yourself or in those around you pertaining to your own values, how do you, how do you like either a react and, or when you're coaching people, how do you coach them to handle that? Yeah. So I think when this happens, you just have to first be aware of it, right. And be aware of it in a way where you have to make a choice. Okay. Do I want to keep engaging in, in this conversation or this situation? If that is really against my values or if this is not a situation that my values would be honored, right? Like you have to ask yourself, do I want to keep being in this situation, engaging with this? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and Supply & Demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through. But then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius Mishazda here, and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now. And let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. 
It stopped me from fully enjoying the little things in life. Canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin D user for many, many years now, and let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits, and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear uses directed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And also if, you know, if you're aware of it, maybe you can just also say, you know, this is, this is not a big deal. I know why I'm getting frustrated right now. And it's because my value hasn't been honored. And you can communicate that to the person or to whoever you're, you're, you know, engaging with in that moment. And then that could actually bring a lot of information to the surface that could essentially become a conflict if, if you're unaware of like, why are you getting frustrated or why mm-hmm. are you getting um, anxious or whatever that might be for you? That's yeah. I love that advice. Uh, one of my mentors, his name's Rand Stegan and he's, he's a conscious capitalist. Um, and I, I'm a graduate of, he has a program called ILP. And so I, I got to spend a year with him. And the one thing that he says all the time that I love is he says, with awareness comes choice. Absolutely. You know? So that's the speaking of what you're talking about. I, I got to ask you this. Okay. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Sure. I heard, I, I, you know, I, we're, we're on social together. So I saw that it was, it, was it just your birthday? No, actually my birthday oh. is January. Oh, um, you posted yeah. someone else's birthday. Was it you? I thought you, that somebody. Um, it's a good friend of mine's birthday right now. Okay. Oh, okay. What's happening? <laughs> so Okay. Well, someone like you, there was a post and it was like, basically like, this is 30. Like, and, and, and I thought it was on your Instagram, I think. Okay. Was it? Okay. Maybe I'm mixing you up. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the, the, I don't yeah. know. Never mind. But like, okay, but what's the question? Oh, I was, I, I thought it was your birthday. So I was like, uh, so it's not relevant oh. now. Well, oh, I, well, oh, well, no. I, I was like, oh, you're, you're a Virgo. <laughs> but, no, no. I actually know a lot of Virgos. I'm a Capricorn. Right. Jenny. Yeah. My, my son's yeah. a Capricorn. He's December 29th. Um, I love, I love Capricorns. A lot of my best friends are Capricorns. Um, I'm a Taurus, so don't mess with me. <laughs> uh, yeah. We get along like Caps and Tauruses get along for sure. Totally. Totally. Okay. Well then I'll, I'll go. I, the, my question was, I thought it was your birthday. So, for, so we won't need to go there. So my other question is this though. Um, like I've been, I follow you on social and I noticed you are doing breath work. Yes. Like, like I, I, and so I got introduced to breath work. Two years ago, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, what's that? 
I want to know about your experience. I'm curious. Yeah, this is a really interesting story. So, so I have uh, I'm in a couple CEO groups, mm -hmm. and and there's um, there's a company called uh, gosh, gosh, gosh. What's it's like a clothing company. It's very popular in yoga. It's called mm -hmm. Spiritual, Spiritual Gangster. Have you heard of okay. this company? Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they they're 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 pretty popular. And so we were at like a friend of a they're a friend of a friend. And so we were at their headquarters in Phoenix and um and they brought in this guy who was a like disciple of Wim Hof. Yeah. And and so and I didn't know what who Wim Hof was and I didn't know what his method was and I didn't know any I had never done real breath work before. And this guy was like this hardcore follower of Wim Wim Hof. So I'm in this group. And we're sitting down and he's like, listen, I'm going to take you guys through this exercise. It was probably a 30 minute breathing exercise. He's like, we're going to simulate what it's like. A it was either a simulation of like death or like simulation of like mm -hmm. the most extreme, like putting your body through such extreme, uh, like over oxygen, oxygenation. Right. Yeah. So essentially pumping oxygen into your red blood cells through these, this breath exercise. And it's going in rounds. So you start and then you like kind of rev up and then you're then you bring it back down and then you're going higher and you're going higher. I don't know, 15, 20 minutes in my all my extremities were like vibrating, like as if I was being electrocuted. Like literally I had full like full blown electrocution in all my extremities. I had my eyes closed. One, I was full blown hallucinating. Like an apps, I was in a full blown hallucination. Like, yeah. like, like I was, it was out of body experience. And then I came down and, and my, like I had, and I've done like some plant journeying and stuff like that. So like full heart opener, like I'm laying there, like what the fuck just happened to me? And it was <laughs> like, and, and, and the, the, for the next week I felt like different. So yeah. I don't know. Did that normal? <laughs> Yes, I think that's that's what happens to most people. And I think it's just really transformational, to say the least, especially if you create a practice out of it. You did, though. Uh, the Wim Hof method is a little different than what I do. I actually did Wim Hof as well. I think what he does is he holds the breath up for a count of, I don't know, 60 or like a minute or something. And then when you're exhaling, you hold it down as well. I think that was what was happening in the Wim Hof one that I did once, but I'm yeah. not sure if you did the same. So I I there's so many different practices out there and they're so beautiful because they really get you to this place of completely shutting off the mind and getting into the body and the sensation. Right. And also it just really triggers and, and opens up a different part of the brain that you can actually get so much insight. You can get so much knowledge, you know, because it's a different capacity that we don't normally do, we don't normally use. So for example, think of CEOs, you did it in a CEO group, right? Like you were all- Correct. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just really helpful for especially people with very demanding schedules and people who, are in honestly high stress environments because what happens is typically when you're under stress or when you're doing something that requires a lot of your energy, you're mostly using your, your intellectual capacity. You know, you're using strategy tools, your strategic mind, basically right. you're solving. Right. And so a lot of times problem solving actually doesn't really help, especially if the problem mm -hmm. is, 
if, if, if you're facing something really complex, you know, right now with the pandemic, living in a VUCA world, you know, people really didn't know where to turn and, and how, how to actually shift and what to do in a situation, situation like that. And with breath work, actually, what happens is you're completely shutting off that strategic mind and then you're getting to tap into something else, into a capacity that is spaciousness, that is a capacity that unless you have a, a really great mindfulness practice or meditation practice, you probably never really get to, to tap into, right? Mm -hmm. And from there, you can get new ideas. You can get just a completely different download, if you, if you will, you know? Yeah. Because uses a different part of the brain so that's really what happens oftentimes with breath work and especially if people start practicing often i actually just did breath work before the show because i had something that really pissed me off today and sometimes these things we allow them to affect us so much and then you do something like breath work or you go on a planned journey or something similar and then you're like oh my god i can't believe i'm stressing out over something like this this is so insignificant so mm. insignificant. and then you just kind of like go into a different level of consciousness where where you can observe things in a different way and actually relate to things in a different way. You can, you can start making different choices. It just pulls you out of your ordinary and puts you into something really powerful and transformational yeah. and completely rips off your patterns, rips off everything that you, your habitual ways of living and being. So I think that's the biggest benefit of breath work. And I, I started, you know, very slowly offering to some of my clients because as you mentioned it's just really it's a powerful practice it's not just you know yoga breath that you go to a yoga class and you're just kind of calming the nervous system this completely just puts you like out of this world <laughs> and so i started offering it to some of my clients my one-on-one -on -one clients and they really saw a benefit from it i offered it to friends clients and then i finally decided why not i just offer it to the world so i do a class right now every sunday on zoom okay and it's happening every week and it's just it's amazing That's so, so I, cool. yeah i i love this i love this work it's just something new that i'm very excited about i've had the practice myself for about three and a half four years i've done um a lot with um a facilitator actually based in la his name is uh rob starbuck and he is amazing and he kind of led me through so many journeys and and some people in Bali when I when I was there I did a lot of breath work and kind of developed it for myself and so the benefit and decided to kind of offer it to tie it to coaching and offer it with with my with my coaching that's so cool are you guys enjoying the show so far Darius here and by now you might know that I'm passionate about a few things pizza Pink Unicorns, Core Values, and Down Dirty Interesting Conversation with some amazing people. However, the biggest one that I've spent most of my career on is entrepreneurship and scale. You see, look, my first few years in business, I spent like probably a good five years of my life getting my freaking teeth kicked. I mean, really getting crushed. And I learned a lot during that time period. So I spent the greater part of the last couple of years helping entrepreneurs scale their businesses in a meaningful way without going through the same growing pains that I did. And what I realized is that CEOs and business leaders don't know if they can scale and thus they do the right thing at the wrong times. This causes them to lose clarity, lose momentum, alignment, and the bottom line is you lose money. And look, you don't have to do that. It's why I created what I call the scalability assessment. 
and you can access it 100% for free. That's right, guys. There are perks to listening to The Greatness Machine. All you have to do is go to DariusScale.com. That's D-A-R-I-U-S scale, S-C-A-L-E.com. And there, you can check to see if your business is set up to scale properly. It's going to give you a scalability score at the end, and it's also going to give you some clarity on what you can do next. Once again, guys, that's www.itsdariusscale.com. Once again, guys, it's dariusscale.com. And now back to the show. So uh, you can totally deny me on this right now, but is there like a short breath work that you and I could do right now to show people like the no, power of this? No, no, no. It's, <laughs> really, it takes like 30 minutes. It takes 30 minutes to just really drop in. Got yes. it, got it, got it. Got it. Okay. Yes, I, do, I, do, like these. I would love to do breath work with you though. We will definitely. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Um, so that's so cool. So is it, um, what, like with the, well, let me ask you a question because I, I have a meditation practice and yeah. I started about two years ago. Um, yeah. And what I find, what, first of all, I'm a total achiever mindset. So for me, like I hated, I, I used to say there's two things in life I hate and I don't know which one I hate more. One's meditation and the other thing's hiking, right? <laughs> and so, um, and then I fell in love with Sam Harris, his his waking up meditation yeah. course. And and ever since then, I'm pretty religious. Like Like sometimes I'll forget here and there to meditate, but normally it's five to six days a week I'll meditate for 20 minutes. But what I, the reason I didn't like it was because I was constantly like thinking about stuff while I was meditating and I mm-hmm. couldn't just, you know, stay focused. And I would say, Oh, I'm, I'm bad at this. The, the, literally like that was the, that was the internal dialogue. Oh, I'm bad at this. This sucks. I'm done. And then I found out, figured out that no, that is part of the practice is to like be bad at it and, but, and have that awareness that you're like getting distracted. Sit right? anyway. Yeah. Sit anyway. Yeah. Right. And so what I realized though, when I did breath work, which was different was because of it was, at least the, the one I did, it was so like, you had to be focused, right. That like, there was no letting my brain go off in outer space. It would require, it was, it was like an intense workout, if you will. Right. One was like, one's like a massage and the other one's like, not a massage. One's like I'm running sprints, right? <laughs> like when you're running sprints, like you're not you're not thinking about anything except your body, right? Yeah. And exactly. So so what I noticed was is that to your point, I did it did feel like more of a tapping the consciousness type of experience, right? I was tapping into my consciousness in a way that it was r- really hard to do when I'm just laying down or sitting down and meditating. Why yeah. wh- why is that? What do you think that has to do with it? I think it's just really how the brain works. Like when we're doing this, you know, our brain just goes into different gear. And I think that's where it comes from. But honestly, it really is like deep meditation. Like every time, you, there's just no other way. Every time you just drop in so much that you can't think of a to-do list or whatever else is there to think about. You're just completely focused on this sensation because it just, it happens. So it really affects three levels our physical emotional and mental level on all all three levels it has a huge profound effect you know on a physical level you probably felt yeah you mentioned actually you felt like almost like electricity going yeah you're a lot of times what happens is our hands just cramp up like this yeah Uh, i don't know if yours got like this but mine always like going to this the into this kind of situation it's it's scary when you do it the first time, honestly. It's just really completely different, something that you've never felt before. So you're like, what? And so um, on a physical level, there's a lot that happens, right? On an emotional level as well, we feel 
we're moving so much energy. So we, a lot of people get emotional. I've yeah. cried so many times and it's just such a good release. You can also laugh. I led a big group in, um, in a, a week festival here. Um, actually it was a weekend festival, sorry. And a lot of people just laughed out loud right. and nowhere you just start laughing and you just start releasing that energy. And a lot of times you just bottle up emotions and we just don't know how to express them in a healthy way, how, how to actually feel our feelings. And then yeah. when you're laying down, breathing, you know, you're moving energy between the belly and the chest. And these are big energy centers, right? Like your emotional intelligence is here in your heart space. This is, this is you know, that space that really requires, you know, you mentioned like heart opening, right? Like it was a complete yeah. heart opening. And then your belly is your intuition, your gut feeling. And so you're breathing in that circular connected yeah. breath. Um, and then it just really goes up and down. And I feel like that's what actually stirs that energy. And then you get, you know, on an emotional level, you can experience powerful emotional release like that. And then on a mental level, it's something like it's strenuous. It's almost like. You have to, in the beginning, you have to focus on it, focus on the breath until, until the breath starts breathing you, basically, until right. completely into the flow. But in the beginning, it's almost like a workout. It's not nice. It's, you're starting to think about, am I doing it right? Am I breathing too slow? Am I breathing too fast? What's going to happen? You know, there's so much mind chatter in the beginning that you need to overcome. And, you know, again, you overcome it just by focusing on the breath but it's just a profound experience it really puts you in a different state which mm -hmm. i think we need nowadays i think we need to be almost you know surprised in that way so then we can we can look at some other form of intelligence or or some other form of knowledge that we can draw from ourselves through the breath through through these practices and also from stillness you know you have a meditation practice you know probably how many benefits you've gotten from it already. Oh, yeah. And in that stillness, there's emergence that happens that we can oftentimes not pay attention to or even not allow to happen because we're constantly just moving, moving forward in our active brain and in our strategic mind. And we're doing all these different things and we just don't allow things to just emerge. And yeah. what's, what's, what's there, you know? Yeah, it's so funny. You just had me think about a couple things. So I've done a lot of work around somatic experience. Mm. I don't know if, if you've done that before. And, yeah. and I, I work with a guy here in Austin who's one of the top somatic experience therapists in the world. Yeah. And um, he was on the show, Stephen Terrell. I love you, Stephen. And so Stephen says something that Stephen says, which I think like you're touching on, is I think a lot of people live in this, you know, I hate to say this, but I watch this. A lot of people are asleep, right? And they're, they're kind of just going through the, their habits. And they're, they're, they're in their strategic brain, going through their habits, checking the boxes, rinse, wash, and repeat. And that's not, we're, we're organic matter, you know? <laughs> and, and there's many parts of our brain that require a lot if you want to really like fully use your brain and, and your, your body and your brain are not separate from each other. And what he says, which is really, really, I think, interesting, is he says, the body never forgets. Mm -hmm. the body never forgets any story any experience it's yeah. not just everyone thinks it's probably stored up here and the reality is is no it's actually stored in your organs and and, and it's stored in your skin and your bones like the thing the brain is yeah. where yeah it's in your cells exactly right and the the brain is what like like basically processes it 
but that's not where it's stored. It's stored everywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I learned that because we started doing some deep somatic experience work. And I had an experience where he was basically put, he had his thumb and he put it on my kidney and he just held it and no, not rubbing it, not touching it, just thumb on the kidney sitting there 10 minutes into it massive emotional things start happening. I mean, I've I said it was like an exorcism. I've never seen anything like it. Wow. And so, and, and there's a lot more to that story, but the reason I brought it up, I mean, it was like memories started happening. He, all he did is touch one little touch didn't say a word. So this is not like therapy where it's like, tell me about your childhood, Darius. There wasn't one word said thumb on. And he's like, I said, what are you, what's going on? What are you doing? He's like, Oh, I'm just talking to your body. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Like, well, I was kind of weirded out because I was, and I'm total left brain analytical person. Yeah. And so all of a sudden flood of emotions, memories start happening, all these things are happening. And so when I think about what you're saying around, so that moment, by the way, I went home that night and I was like, what the hell just happened to me? And I, and I started reading about it. And it's this idea that, you know, people try to act like psychology is in the brain and it's not, it's the whole body, right? And, and they were talking about how people get healed from post-traumatic stress disorder, like people that have been in wars, people that have been through fires, like there's kids who their houses burn down when they're little children mm -hmm. and they'll go to the somatic experience work because they've had insomnia their whole life. Well, yeah. the reason they have insomnia is they had this traumatic thing happen at night when they were a child and it's stored in their body forever until it gets out of their body. And yeah. they use the example uh, it, when I was looking this up that animals, you know, we're all animals, right? But animals, what they do, and if any of you have dogs, which I now have a puppy, so I just saw him do this the other day. Whenever you they, something happens to them that kind of scares them, they'll shake it off. They, they like yeah. full shake off, right? Which is they're shaking the 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 event out of their body, right? And mm -hmm. and and we as humans don't. We store it in our brain, and then it invades our entire body. And this is, I think, a big cause of cancer. This is a big cause of all these disorders, right? So when you think of the breath right? Which is essentially like the engine for the whole body, right? Mm -hmm. It's our lungs and heart and all the oxygen and it brings energy everywhere to our body. If you want to do something, if you want to transport energy, you have to do it through your blood, which happens through your breathing, right? Essentially. Right. So, exactly. And then when you do that, you're actually alkalizing the, the, the pH in your blood. So this is also something that contributes to the state, right? But I think this, thank you for sharing this story. I think this is just such an important work that not many people talk about or not even many people know about. And that's why yeah. I think Breathwork does something really similar because you're right, everything is stored in the body. There is a book uh, that is called The Body Keeps the Score and just explain exactly about what you just, wow. what you just mentioned. It's powerful stuff. Yeah. Hey, so it's the body keeps the score. Hannah, can you put that in the comments? So I didn't see the question you saw, Vanya. So why don't you read yeah. the question? The question says, Vanya, what's the strangest thing you have ever seen happen to someone doing breath work? Well, I wouldn't call it strange. I would call it just a release. And, and a release could look in very different ways in very different ways, right? Like I've seen people, and I've also been in myself in a release like that, where you just start shaking and moving and you don't know what's happening, but there's just something that just makes you do that. And it's exactly what you said with the animals. It's almost like you're shaking everything out. So you're like, jump, you're laying down on the floor and you're jumping and crying. And I've heard people and I've seen people scream out of their lungs. 
And I think these are just methods and ways to just move energy. Also, voice and sound, we can we can we can use that for for the same uh, ben, uh, for the same reason to move energy. Wow. Right when we're chanting, when we're doing things like that, that also helps with just moving and releasing energy. Yeah, that's it's it's interesting if you start to look at a lot of these like different like let's use uh, Native American or tribes. There's a lot of chanting and and they yeah. do uh, in Mexican culture, Zapotec culture. They do what's called uh, temescals. Have you heard of this? I have. Yeah. So I did one. Uh, I did two actually, but I did I one probably it. 16 years ago, and and it it was with me and my girlfriend, and we're we're in Oaxaca, Mexico, and they start beating us with like palm leaves while we're in this little like fire hut and we're screaming at the top of our lungs. Like, and, and I mean, it's like for, for, and it's like 200 degrees in this thing. It's small. There's us and the, and the medicine man screaming, 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 get out, go and jump into cold plunge. And I came out of that. And I think every toxin in my body, like poured out of my body, I was stoned for like three hours. (laughs) And I literally slept for 18 hours that night. So yeah, I mean, all these experiences just take also so much of our energy in in the sense of like, after something that powerful, you need to take care of yourself, you need to sleep, you need to drink water, because you just really went through something really deeply transformational, something that you need to integrate, you just need to leave a little bit of time at the end to journal to stay with the experience to actually really understand what really happened there right because sometimes it's just so out of out of the ordinary that you're like oh my god why are they beating us what's happening (laughs) you know probably i mean that sounds that sounds like something very very transformational for you i don't know how you went out of this hut and like what happened after and how you integrated this whole thing and what was you know the whole benefit out of it but it, it was it was just one of those things we did, and it was funny. Was so this the girlfriend became my wife, right? And so, okay. so we ended up um, when we got married in Oaxaca, and we did another ceremony in Oaxaca with the Zapotec priest, but which was way different. It was like in the hills, in the dirt. <laughs> but it was one of those things where, like, they use this, you know, a lot of breath work, these extremes, and and you just what I find is modern society. We're on the screens. We're all in our bed. We're we're not in our bodies, and more people are getting sick, and more people are unhappy. And 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 I think that the answer is obvious, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we're going the that's the wrong direction, right? And the right direction is to be in our bodies and understand our bodies. And that's where I love what you're doing around the breath work. I think that that's, that's it's so important. And that's so cool that you're doing that. I'm just starting. I'm really excited to, to see what, what will, what can I, you know, do with that? And how can I integrate more of it into the world? It's really exciting. And I really believe in it. What do you find when you're integrating that into your like coaching practices? Cause you're working now with, you work with CEOs, founders, teams to help their performance yeah. walk me through like what are the some of the stuff maybe you're doing there and then how are you integrating the breath work yeah so i haven't started integrating it within the company or the teams but i've been thinking about doing that so i think what really um could be beneficial actually is just really connecting it with an intention that they have for example uh collaboration 
or maybe it's something around creativity or innovation or just really getting clarity on a project direction or whatever that might be for the team. And how I see it is just really kind of doing a little bit of pre-work before we start breeding and sitting down and just really evaluating what the team needs to get out of this, right? Like what is the goal? And, and so we get on the same page with that. And then maybe we can do a little bit of, a, I would say just an exercise, right? Like that really ties into the goal and to the outcome. And then with that intention, we start breeding. And then at the end, I just leave them and, got, and maybe facilitate a little conversation and leave them kind of come up with, with these new strategies that may come out of this experience. Because it's something that no team has done, I think. Well, I don't know. I need to really look into it, but I've never really heard of anybody facilitating breathwork within an organization for the teams, yeah. for the head of, for example, collaboration or creativity or any of these things. And with, with CEOs, again, like it's the same kind of a process. So we sit down and we design what, what is that, what is it that we want to work on, right? Like what is the challenge? For example, I've had someone that we, so he actually had a, a, a huge challenge with their CTO. So he was the CEO and he calls me and he, he says that he needs to fire him. And unfortunately, he doesn't see a way out and he just needs to come up with a solution. Um, the situation is not great. People are literally leaving. He, he, the CTO is apparently, in his words, a person who is not a manager. He just cannot lead a team. And so... Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people left and he was now very worried about the company and, and the future of the company. So we we started we started doing a little bit of pre-work and, and just talking really about like what does he really think and feel and that also reconnected to values as well. Because everything is connected. Like you just have to look at your life and your work in a holistic way. And so we we did it and then at the end of the session he actually really knew what to do. So it really brings that clarity. So like once you bring an intention to it or a challenge or something that you're struggling with and breathe through that thing at the end of, at the end of the session, you have this, it just comes to you. And what I always say is that we always know the answers. Like the answers are always within us. We just don't know how to access that information. And what we're used to do is accessing that information or looking for answers from that intellectual mind, from that, you know, problem solving. So this person did a SWOT analysis, you know, he did, he sure. did like different things to, to kind of help himself make a decision and he just couldn't. Right. And the decision was not to fire him. Right. Like this was just not beneficial for the company as well. And so at the end of the breath work, he actually came up with a different solution and it was because he just tried something new that triggered a different part of the brain and got him to to a different place. It's really interesting. So you just had me thinking about, so my belief is that when your values are designed for high use, high utility value, personal or, or professional, um, mm -hmm. that they are the ultimate decision-making engine. They tell you what you should do, right? Because your values are your values, right? And, and, and they're the cornerstone for behavior. Now, the part of the brain that controls decision-making is the reptilian brain. And it's not logical. It's actually emotional, right? And it doesn't have the capacity for language, right? right? So the reptilian brain does not have a capacity for language. Yet that's where we make all of our decisions. And this is where, like Simon Sinek talks about this in his talk, where he says, this is where I have a gut feeling, right? The gut, my gut's talking to me. Um, I have a funny story about that for another time. But 
But I just had this thought as a moral question for you. It, let's say I set my intention for the day to live my core values, right? Or let's say I have that problem. And in my brain, I go, what are my core values? It may, uh, the one thought I just had is, does the breath, when I set that intention and when I start doing that breath work, is it possible that I'm actually tapping into the reptilian brain through the breath work, right? Where I'm creating that like conduit for that to happen because I can't, I can't do it logically, but now I'm doing it organically. Right. And I'm, you know what I mean? Is there anything there that you know of? Right. But you know what? I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not an expert on brain science or, or, or neuroscience, but I think the creativity and like the, yeah, the creative part of our brain is not the re reptilian brain. No. It's so not. I think, exactly. So I think what happens mm -hmm. with work is actually unlocks that creative part, it unlocks uh -huh. that different part of the brain where it's where where it actually allows you to to come up with a new solution interesting to come up with something different because it just really like what it does is just really kind of stops the normal natural habitual way of thinking that you have and of course it brings memories it brings a lot of different things to the table but then at the end of the day i don't think it triggers the reptilian brain I have to really look into this and thank you for actually asking me about the brain because I think this is the next step for me in terms of developing breathwork for more people and for, for you know, more of my clients is just to really look into exactly which brain, which part of the brain lights up and what happens really in the brain and just yeah. really that down. Yeah. Cause it's interesting. Like what you just said, let's say, let's say it is opening up the creative side of the brain. Um, if you are getting new ideas intellectually, that might then be the trigger to help the decision, right? It's not yeah. that the decision happens, the creative to your point, but I would love to learn about that. That's so cool. Um, yeah. wow. We're the time flew. We're having so much fun. Um, <laughs> so, um, let's, let's, let, we're kind of near the end of the show here. Um, where can people find you? Like, what are you doing? What are you promoting? Like, here, here's your opportunity to like let everyone know all the things they need to know. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for that question. So if anybody wants to connect with me, I think LinkedIn is the best, probably the best place and Instagram. I tried Twitter. I'm trying Twitter, but I'm really not there yet. <laughs> yeah. So LinkedIn and Instagram, of course, you can find more information about me on liveauthentic.net. This is my website. And if you wanted to try breathwork, um, I would invite you to our Sunday class. This is 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern time on Zoom every Sunday. And that you can find the link through uh, Instagram. You can also email me for the link. And that is Vanya at liveauthentic.net. Um, and that's how I can give you more information, sign you up, answer your questions, and get you on board. Very cool. Um, we'll make sure, uh, Hannah, can you make sure that we put those those in the comments as well so they can connect with Vanya? Um, Vanya, so much gratitude connecting with you today. This is so fun. This was yeah. so amazing. Thank you so much. I thought it was a great conversation. I cannot yeah. wait to book and to offer it to all of my clients. I think it's it's definitely a cornerstone for building culture. And thank you for doing such great work in the world. Well, I appreciate it so much. Um, guys. You. My gosh, it's Saturday. I'm like, I have book launch on Tuesday. I'm like, if I had long hair, I'd be pulling it out. But I don't. Um, I shave my head. And so um, <laughs> Tuesday's book launch um, is coming out. Um, guys, we have a huge, huge, huge event on Tuesday. 
Um, I don't think I'm doing live stream this week except that I'm doing a six-hour live-a-thon, seven-hour live-a-thon. Vanya, if you're around, you could stop by and say hi. We'll be toasting. We're raising money for uh, familyreach.org. Uh, we're trying to – my goal is to get to $50,000 to, to raise for them. I'm dedicating all the profits from the book for the first week to them. Uh, mm -hmm. Carla Tardif and her her group, are, they're coming on. We have Chef Ming Tsai who from the, from the Food Network. He's going to be on making drinks. We got tons of our guests coming on to say hi, and it's just a big day. Uh, so we got Tuesday, big book launch. I really appreciate your support. That's going to be at The Real Darius M on uh, Facebook, and obviously that streams everywhere else. The book, if you want to promote the buying of the book, you go to Amazon or any of those places. But you could just go to therealdarius.com, point people there. It says buy book. Uh, you can start buying. Don't buy till Monday or it's Tuesday. I think Tuesday is when you can officially buy because that counts towards like the best-selling numbers. Um, and we're on Audible and Kindle and all those things. So with that said, such a treat having you, Vanya. So much appreciation. You were such a rock star guest. And I can't wait for us to hang out more often uh, when you get back to the States. Um, and guys, we'll see you guys Tuesday. Peace. <laughs> you are listening to The Greatness Machine. And that's a wrap for today. Guys, The Greatness Machine is all about two things. People who are living their passions and those who are creating greatness in the world. And we feature these messages and speakers so it can help you step into your greatness within your own life and your own business. If you love what you heard, subscribe to the show or whatever podcast platform you're tuning in from and leave us a review. We love getting reviews for the show. If the episode made you think of someone who is leveling up in their business and life, print screen it, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to learn from one another. You can also go to our website, www.thegreatnessmachine.com. That's www.thegreatnessmachine.com. And on there, you'll see special tools to help you scale your business faster, show notes for the episode to help you integrate the lessons, and you will also get links that came out during the show. So on there, look, you can also grab a copy of my book, The Core Value Equation, which is a resource for helping CEOs and business leaders establish core values from their teams that don't suck. And mind you, a lot of them suck. Get access to this and more at www.thegreatnessmachine.com. With that said, you guys, look, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We out of here. See you guys next time. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast.
or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam, on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.